All right, let's go hour number two on a Friday. Busy weekend around these parts. First home series for the Texas baseball team. They're taking on Indiana this weekend if you want to check it out. 6.30 this evening with Lucas Gordon on the hill. Zane Morehouse gets the ball tomorrow. That's a 1 o'clock start. Remember, the middle game will be on 12.60 because of men's basketball and that conflict. Sunday at noon is Game 3. We don't know who the pitcher is going to be there yet. Texas trying to get that record up over 500. They're 1-3, and three, of course, going in to that. Got Texas men's basketball, 1 o'clock on the horn at Baylor tomorrow. The women are at OU, also 1 o'clock. That's over on the bat, 1053. And then softball has two tomorrow on the bat. They've got two today. On the uh, actually, sorry, just one today. Well, a four o'clock game for softball today on the bat, and uh, and then softball will also have one on Sunday, three o'clock. That is also on the bat. Hornfm.com for those full schedules. Obviously, TexasSports.com for all those schedules, ticket information. A uh, lot of uh, obviously the two basketball teams on the road this weekend. We talked about that. We got some football stuff to get into. It is Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and I told all of you and Zay. I told you I thought my weird idea for Chris Beard is that he'll end up somewhere in the SEC and Texas and his team are going to play each other in a few years. And somebody texted a Twitter link to us to Jeff Goodman of um, – who is Jeff? Jeff is with – for stay, at Stadium, uh, basketball analyst. And he had tweeted out that Ole Miss fired Kermit Davis. Uh-oh. And so I thought, well, that's that that is an SEC team and Davis has been terrible there. The numbers are just wretched. Uh somebody texted uh, or so tweeted out 34 total conference wins in 6 seasons as a head coach at Power 5. Do that math. 34 conference wins in 6 seasons at a Power 5 school. Yeah, it's like Five, if that. Right, you're playing 15, 16 conference games a year. What do they do? Off the top of my head, I can't remember how the SEC plays, but it's up in that area, and that is that is bad. So just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying Ole Miss is going after Chris Beard. I don't know that there's any kind of report like that out there. It just feels like the basketball gods are going to put that together at some point. One of those schools is going to need a coach. One of them already does. And Texas will be in the SEC in a couple years. So that's just the vision that I've had is Chris Beard walking up and shaking hands with the current Texas head coach, whoever that is at the moment, and they've got to play an SEC game. So we'll see. That'd be crazy. That'd be absolutely nuts. But we know he's going to get the coach again, and it might be next year. It might be. If you're yep. desperate enough to get him, why not? Yeah, and it's, he's and a free man. We've seen a whole. We've seen a lot of coaches coach after doing something far worse than he did. Yeah, being involved in stuff worse than what he would be involved in. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's going to be a school that will make the argument about you know redemption and forgiveness and him moving forward and him trying to be a better better person and, and all those things. So just keep your eye on that kind of stuff. Uh, we also have a little NBA we're going to get into here. The second half has begun. Uh, last night, Zay, Mavs over the Spurs. First time Luka and Irving had played together and they won. Is that correct? Yeah. 
think yeah, that, I think, that's right. I think that's right. Kyrie's played four games, two of them, five games now. Two of them were without Luka. Three of them have been with Luka. They're one and two with Luka. Have you been able to get an assessment on how much better they are and does this maybe help them get you know one notch farther in the playoffs? Maybe. I mean, they are better than what they were before they had Kyrie. Like, when it was all just Luka and Dorian Finley-Smith and guys like that were just standing around, just shooting, playing off Luka, and Luka would get tired out, that's just destined for failure. So now, when you give the ball to Kyrie, who had a solid game last night with, you know, 23 points, Luka could chill. And Luka doesn't have to exert as much energy offensively or defensively. But that's the thing. They're going to give up a lot of points defensively. You can't really tell with the Spurs. The Spurs are tanking like crazy. Like, it's just the amount of games that they've lost this season. Talk about Spurs basketball. If they put their mind to something, whether winning or losing, they're going to do it a good job at it. (laughs) So now they're putting their mind to losing, and they're doing a terrific job. Victor Wembanyama, we talked about him yesterday. He's seven five now. I get it. I completely get <laughs> oh it. I'm going to try to get some tickets when they come down to the mood for those two games. They better be cheap because you see what they're doing this year, y'all. This is a joke. What they put out there is an absolute joke. So you have no idea what you take from this. If you're a Mavs fan, you just got to wait to see what these other 24, 23 games are going to look like. But, yeah, Mavs in at the sixth seed. They are not technically in the play-in. And, you know, Dwight Powell, he's all right. You need Christian Wood to be really good. And him coming off the bench. Yeah, he's got to give you some of that. He's got to be a good Big guy for them. Yeah. They got to have some of that good – because the, the the two stars aren't going to provide that at all. No, and yeah. Christian Wood don't want to be no big guy. Yeah. He don't want to bang down there. And when it comes playoff time, it gets a little more physical. And Christian uh, Christian Wood's never been to the playoffs. So he wants to step out. Yeah, he wants to shoot threes yeah. and stuff. And he's good playing off Luka, but you got a guard. And in this day era of NBA, those two big men, that's extinct. That ain't no thing no more. You got one big man most of the time and four guards. Yeah. And guys like Luka and LeBron and Kevin Durant playing yeah. your four. Super freaks. All those guys, <laughs> yeah, all those guys yeah. play your four on defense and then play like your one and two on offense. <laughs> right. Like the NBA's and then bring the nuts. ball up the yeah, floor. Yeah, bring yeah. the ball up the floor. Yeah. Like the NBA's nuts. If you would have asked a 90s fan what it would look like now, they look at you like you're insane because mm-hmm. just traditional old school big man with David Robinson and Tim Duncan, that ain't no thing no more. So they're going to get exposed in the playoffs when they play a really good big man team. Like if they played the Kings right now, Sabonis would dominate them. Yeah, obviously Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver would kill Denver's them. That, such a bad matchup for yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Now, it might not be as bad because Joker and Luka are friends. And they were seen hanging out in Utah together uh-huh. all-star weekend with their respective girlfriends and wives. I don't know their situations and stuff. So they're close. Maybe Luca could get in his head. Luca knows stuff about Joker that nobody else does. They speak the same language. You could talk to him in Yugoslavian. I hope that's not the playoff strategy, but <laughs> hey, try everything you can. <laughs> right? Try everything you can get to. Yeah, but that all in all, yeah, that's that's a terrible matchup. Uh, Dwight Powell, he's a good defender. Nobody could guard Nikola Jokic, who's going on his third MVP this year. But yeah, the Mavs, they'll be fine. If they played the Sun if they played the Kings right now in the playoff start, I'm taking the Kings. Okay. I am. Um 
So I heard some reaction from the Lakers game last night. I'll admit I didn't get a chance to see it. That was the nightcap on TNT. The Lakers got the win, but it was how they got the win that was getting some attention because this was not just a game about LeBron and or Anthony Davis. Talk to me about the Lakers, what they've put together, and do you think this is a team we need to start paying attention to? Yeah, definitely. You know, Beforehand, when they had Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, those guys gave them nothing this year. I know Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. I know he averaged a triple-double for three straight years, MVP guy. But, you know, when you put these teams together, you got to make sure everybody meshes. You just can't put guys together due to their past and what they used to do. Like, he can't. Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Patrick Beverly wasn't shooting like he did in previous stops. Because he was a pretty good three-point shooter when he was with the Clippers and stuff. Like, he knocked down spot-up threes and whatnot. He he gave you none of that. So this new team, trading for D'Angelo Russell, who got hurt last night, so you didn't see him play much. But the games that he's been there, he's been terrific playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Everybody always thinks LeBron has to have the ball in his hands all the time. You don't become the number one scorer in league history having the ball in your hands all the time. you got to be able to play off others. you got to be good at cutting. You know, you got to be good at coming off screens. You just have to have a huge basketball IQ because you're going to get double teamed at times. So having another point guard out there like a D'Angelo Russell, that helps LeBron tremendously. Kind of like with the Kyrie Irving situation with Luka. Now LeBron doesn't have the ball in his hands. He can rest at times. They could throw it to uh, Anthony Davis. They could put D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis in pick and roll and have LeBron play off them and vice versa. And now you got Malik Beasley who could really shoot that rock coming in from uh, the Timberwolves. Jared Vanderbilt, he could play too. Kind of Swiss Army Knife guy around 6'9". Good defender. He could shoot a little bit. You know, coming off the bench, you got Rui Hachimura, who you traded for in Washington. The guy came out of Gonzaga. He could play a little bit at 6'10". Could do multiple things. Mo Bamba, Texas alum, 7-1. Could step out and shoot the three. Long arms. How about Bamba last night? He played well. Little double-double. Played well. So, this Rob Palenka... As bad as he's been these last few years on getting the team together, whether you think it's him being a general manager or LeBron, either way, they've done a really good job making in-season trades, and with 20-something games out, they're a pretty scary team. I wouldn't want to see them. So they're at 28 wins. That is only 13th. Four, that's only four games out of where the Mavs are. Yeah. Just to let everybody know, you just said the Mavs are the sixth seed. So they are literally a game, just a game or two away from being in play in game discussion. I would love to see a team like that. I mean, right now, if we could get those two teams from last night, Lakers and Warriors, in a play in, in the, in the play in discussion, yeah. that could certainly be good to get some eyeballs on those, those early games. So, all right, we'll pay attention to the, uh, to the Lakers. There's yeah. a, a few players there. The bench scoring being that effective and LeBron not needing to help them that much was surprising to see. They really had a night. I mean, Beasley, Malik Beasley leads them in scoring. He can shoot it. Last night. He can shoot it. And if the Lakers want to get to where they want to go, Anthony Davis has to be healthy and he has to be good. You know, we saw him pouting at LeBron's scoring night mm-hmm. and stuff and that and he said it was because they were losing which I guess that's a good comeback and stuff like you want to win but okay. we know how frail he could be 
We know just him walking down the street, tripping on the sidewalk, he'd be out for two months. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Anthony Davis. It is what it is. He'd be out for a month if four people gave him a tattoo. No, you, re- yeah. you realize that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he done. couldn't have that C.D. Lamb treatment. There's no way. At all. No chance. So I'm excited. You know, now we can kind of start focusing more on the NBA, college basketball kind of coming to a close, even though we got March Madness sure. uh, about to come through. So, yeah, I'm paying attention a lot more in the East. The Sixers look good. Yeah, I was going to ask you because they got a nice win last night in that first game. Uh, that was them over Memphis. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Philly is sitting in the three spot right now. Boston, Milwaukee, Philly are the top three teams in the East. How's good? How good is Embiid and that? How good are the Embiid and the crew looking right now? Embiid's been incredible all year long. He's going to get runner up to Joker again for MVP. It seems like that's what it is every single season. But yeah, he's the best big man in the East, and there's no questions asked with them. PJ Tucker, that was a huge get. In the offseason. Oh, PJ Tucker's yeah. PJ Tucker's kind of bounced around these last few years. He won that ring in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Miami. It didn't work out. Then he went to Philly. So he's just been on a whole bunch of Eastern Conference. I'd kind of forgotten he was there, yeah. Yeah. They're, I love PJ Tucker though. Doc Rivers is bringing Tyrese Maxey off the bench, which is great because there was a point in time where him and James Harden were clicking together on the court at the same time, even though Tyrese is still getting 30-some minutes, him coming off the bench when James Harden's resting, that's big time. Like, Because he's a microwave-type guy. If they bring him off the bench for the rest of his career, he's that type of cat that could be a six-man of the year every single season. So if you have Tobias Harris being kind of your fourth option, that's good for somebody like him. Mm-hmm. He can stretch the floor and shoot it. And then James Harden, you know, he's had, quietly had a – terrific season 22 and 10 22 and 11 he got snubbed in the all-star game which he's using that as fuel rest rest got some rest exactly probably went to a strip club or two not probably definitely went to a strip (laughs) club or two (laughs) probably ordered chicken wings definitely had some chicken wings you know and james harden if he could stay healthy was not healthy last year during their playoff run if he could stay healthy they're a scary squad, too, and they're right there with Milwaukee and Boston. All right, since you mentioned him, did you see that story about James Harden and the kid in the hospital? I heard about it. Dude, this is such great stuff. This is where sports just goes to that next level. James Harden has, if I'm understanding it right, James Harden has established some a relationship of sorts with this is one of the victims – that is in a hospital, one of the victims of the Michigan State shooting. Oh, wow. And this young man, I believe, is, I think I heard it right, he's like paralyzed, I want to say, from the chest down or or waist down, something like that. Just awful stuff. But he's in, they showed a video of him FaceTiming with James Harden. And Harden has reached out to him. Harden is, I think, helping with medical bills and the stuff he's got going on. Harden sent gifts over to the hospital and he's telling this guy, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, you know, let me know if you need something. Keep fighting, all that kind of stuff. And you can see the emotion on the dude's face. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. Uh, and good to hear for him that he's having a good season. Uh, James Harden is that, that level of talent that if he can be focused in, if the team makes sense, he can, he can absolutely be a story we watch in the springtime. He rubs people the wrong way because of the style that he used to play in Houston. 
plus all the stuff that he did off the court. Right. Like he has his moments off the court. You know, he was dating Khloe Kardashian for a little yeah. bit. And then, That's why I wanted to mention that story because it, it was like, oh, wow, James Harden does have a heart. Yeah, he, He's yeah, a human being. Exactly. I sometimes forget that. Yeah. And that style of play that they had in – Houston during like the t- D'Antoni days, a lot of ISO. Yeah, not much team ball. He put up like sixty and ten and stuff, and then they lose in the playoffs because it would be too much on him. And Chris Paul wouldn't be healthy, and they went through Russell Westbrook. They had their moments during his tenure, mm-hmm. but that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Now, and obviously the Brooklyn stuff did too. Oh sure. Which if you look back, all, all three of those guys ended up rubbing some people the wrong way. Right, but if you look for back, reasons. James Harden was the first one to say something's not right here. Like he was the last one to get to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But then when he got there, he was like, something isn't right. First guy to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, here it goes. James Harden out here bitching again. What you doing? How can you not want to play with Kyrie and KD? You wanted this. These are your friends. And now you're saying something isn't right. So then they were like, God, we can't do it with this James Harden. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, he kind of had something there. Uh-huh. He kind of had something there. That's interesting. Uh, so keep your eye on the NBA. Uh, had some good uh, good games last night as they rolled back into the second half, and we'll keep our eye on all those things. Also, uh, we will keep an eye on the Denver Broncos. Yesterday we told you about Vance Joseph as the D.C. That was the football story. Today, the soap opera hit the NBA version of the Denver Broncos hit because there is a story out there that Pete Carroll, pardon me, Russell Wilson was trying to get Pete Carroll fired and apparently went and reportedly went to the GM as a report from the athletic that he went to the GM, John Schneider, trying to get them to hire Sean Payton at some point. So there's a lot of drama out there, so much so that Russell decided he needed to tweet out, I love Pete. He was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. Any, All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. So he's even had a lawyer step up and say that this is all fabricated. Say, it's that serious to Russell Wilson, I guess, to refute this. Yeah. Because so, most likely that number three is going to be what on somewhere around the stadium, Hall of Famer, retired, I would think. So he doesn't want to rub people in the wrong way, and we knew it was a little toxic during his exit anyway with him and Pete Carroll. So I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, there was so, I, it feels there was something going something on. Something was going on. Yeah, where he was disgruntled, unhappy. I don't know if that was just with Pete Carroll or the whole coaching staff, but there was a point in time where they weren't seeing eye to eye, and it kind of you saw that with the play too. Yeah, I will keep saying it about him and his incredible wife to be married to a woman that feels that effortlessly talented and good looking. I can't believe enough of it hasn't rubbed off on him because he feels like he's trying so hard at everything, every single thing. If he can just sit back and let it come to him a little more, I think that would help him out. Um, the story's also coming out about him having a special like office in the locker room and saying he has an open-door policy to his teammates. Zay, what the heck is that? What is that? I'm, I'm, I'm lost on that one. Like you're, you're not above anybody. You might have the most important position in all of sports, and 
yes, you probably go into the Hall of Fame. Some people say you have some work to do. Yeah, he is above them in a lot of key ways. I just yeah. mentioned one of them. Sierra is in his bed. Yeah, yeah. Every night, theoretically. And that was that was the pro about him. Like, how professional he was off the field. Yeah. How human he was off the field and how relatable he was. Because, again, he's not like this 6'5", big-time quarterback right. who was a big five-star player. He had to transfer from North Carolina State to Wisconsin. And then, I don't know when he was drafted, but it wasn't like he was the first pick. Right. So, yeah, he's right. Seattle did take a chance on him. And who knows if he didn't have that defense behind him where he would be. You know, there's just a lot that goes into it, but... Third-round pick. Third-round pick, yeah. So... In 2012, by the way. Okay. Yeah, third-round pick. And you hear the stories with Richard Sherman talking about, yeah, I can't even get a hold of him. Right. Like, they, bro, you went to war with these guys. Well, maybe he didn't have an open-door policy back then. That's BS. <laughs> <laughs> that is BS. Oh, Sean Payton's got a little work to do there. But, uh, man, the, the the talent is there. We've all seen it. And, yeah, you bring up a great uh, a great point there. With the, the, He's listed here as 5'11". It's kind of mm-hmm. in that, that Drew Brees yeah. sort of challenge to, to his game where he was having to overcome a lot of that and obviously did an incredible job for a while. Now they're trying to kind of reset – Thing. So he's trying to refute the story. Denver folks are talking about this, and I'm sure the the office stuff, and they're talking about extra plays and you know, stuff that he and Daniel Hackett were putting together, and that would you know that it, it just feels like maybe too much power for him. This special quarterbacks coach that was in the facility that now Sean Payton has had to say, "No, nah, right. man, he's not going to be here." I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's also odd, Chad, with Russell Wilson, you know. If you talk about him being with Sierra and the, like, let's ride thing. Yep. And just not being his authentic self. Yeah, because he said go Hawks for all those years. Yeah, he said go. Yeah, now he's on the let's ride and stuff like that. Why couldn't he just say go Broncos? Right? That's what I wondered the first time I heard him say it. Yeah, it's just. Because he thinks he's going to slip up, maybe? Yeah. Go Hawks. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he thinks? Yeah, and it just might, he might be a prime example of. Just becoming too big of thinking himself as, you know, being with Sierra and seeing how people treat. Because he, he didn't come in the league with Sierra. No, he did not. He came with a old girl that was happy that he got drafted <laughs> that girl. night when he was on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, old girl. We don't know where she is now, but. Actually, she was the girl dancing right next to Giselle. Did you not know that? No. That's nah, not... that, that, that damn show wasn't no, her. No, that wasn't I her. I remember how that girl lay. That one. No, that wasn't her. That was not her. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, but just losing himself. Yeah, yeah. Letting is. the NFL and the fame, like Sam with Roger Goodell, that don't look good. Like, as a player, that's especially with the re- reputation that Roger Goodell gets with the players. Yeah. And stuff. And we saw Christian Jones hugging him after, or Chris Jones, I mean, hugging him at the Super Bowl. And people thought that was odd and stuff. So, yeah, Russell Wilson, he's going to have to bring it back down a little bit. I think Sean Payton's the right guy that will let him know. 
Like, bro, you ain't above the team. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of weird non-football work they're going to need to do there in Denver. A lot of NFL fans talking about that story today. We'll continue to do it as well. Coming up at 2.05, we're going to check in with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. Longhorn stuff from the week. College football uh, news this week. I want to get his thoughts on the future of the Pac-12. Where does he think that's headed? Also up next, your Flex 30 segment. Round two of the playoffs tonight and the big matchup that Zay wants and I I want, and a lot of you should want, is one round away. We'll tell you what it is next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Friday, oh, monster voice, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member now, the incredible Pat Benatar, ladies and gentlemen, heartbreaker. Ooh, this is like 82, 81, something like that. We're early 80s here, Zay. Early on in the run. You into Pat Benatar? Oh, yeah. Have you seen her lately? No. Do a little Google search on Pat Benatar. You talk about making the gray hair thing work. Pat still looks awesome to me. Still looks sexy. She got the sexy, I don't know how old, I have to look up how old she is. She's in her 60s or 70s by now, I guess. 70. 70 years old? Yeah. She still looks great. She still got that same sexiness, that great sexy smile she always had. The voice is incredible. She and her husband and the band performed at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I see it. Yeah? Yeah. She was great, man. I see the sex appeal. Pat Benatar, Quiet Riot, Little River Band have all been a part of the show today. I've got to see Pat Benatar at some point. I hope they get back out there. I've never seen Pat. I've seen a couple of the big female voices of of that era, uh, but I need to see her. I still haven't seen Hart. I need to see both her and Ann Wilson at some point. Um, so Pat Benatar rolling out today. We hope you're having a good Friday. We've been, we just talked a little NBA. We've been talking a little Russell Wilson <laughs> with this NFL stuff. And, yes, the new Cowboys coaching staff is out there. If you want to check that out, Scott Tolzien is the quarterback's coach. I hope that makes sense. I hope getting a backup for that was a backup for Aaron Rodgers with McCarthy somehow unlocks something for Dak Prescott. That full list is out there. Zay and I both retweeted it earlier at Hastings 1049 for it, me at ain't that underscore Zay for Isaiah. If I told you what's coach's name? Tolzien. Tolzien. If I told you Tolzien and Aaron Rodgers were best friends, how'd that make you feel then? Um. So... What do you mean so? I don't, how does that help? How does that help Dak Prescott? That's what I'm asking. How would that help Dak? Because coach has soaked up game from Aaron Rodgers, like off the field game and on the field, locker room, film, etc. Okay. So he's with them a lot because they're best friends. Now this is gotcha. So hypothetical. So Tolzien is best friends with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Okay. And you're. This is hypothetical again. But you're theorizing then he could become best friends with Dak. Yeah. I'm just trying to make Cowboy fans feel comfortable. For a non-Cowboys fan like myself, I appreciate. I'm trying to make y'all feel as comfortable as possible because there's a lot of changes going around uh, going on. So. Yeah. You know, one thing I didn't even look at was O line. Who's the O line coach? Because they needed a new one of those too. Where's O-line? Offensive coordinator. Offense. Oh, yeah. Mike Solari. Solari? Mike Solari. 
Let me guess. He met Aaron Rodgers one time? <laughs> Mike Salai, who that is? He and Aaron Rodgers' wife went to high school together? Or his fiance back in the day, whoever that was? My God. Mike Solari. I don't know that name. I apologize for not knowing it. We'll look that up and figure out who he is. But that's, yeah, O-line, new O-line, new running backs coach, new quarterbacks coach, and obviously new offensive coordinator, and a whole new guy calling plays, and that, of course, is Mike McCarthy. And I'll just lay my biggest fear out now and probably say it many, many times before the season starts, but when, when I hear people say Mike McCarthy, West Coast offense, that scares me when it comes to Dak Prescott. It just does. That doesn't feel like Dak's natural habitat. It, you know, when I hear West Coast offense and I think about what Aaron Rodgers can do, it doesn't it's it doesn't connect in my head. You gotta have a guy that can get the ball out quickly, make good quick decisions, and always give you the accurate NFL throw that you need. You want Dak That's to not quite Dak to you me. want Dak to go back to that Mississippi State running type offense? Now you can't go all the way that way in the NFL, no. No. You gotta you gotta find the mix though. <laughs> I'm just BSing, but yeah. you have to find that mix. <laughs> you have to find that mix. No, you can't do a true run style. We know that, but it's gotta be a little more unconventional with him. I just don't think you can say, let's go typical West Coast offense. I hope Mike McCarthy proves me wrong. Show him Montana tape. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can show him Montana tape, but dude, that's. You said West Coast. I know. Who was better? I, I know, exactly. Who and was better? Is showing Dak Prescott, Joe Montana, and Aaron Rodgers film going to do anything other than make him go, man, they're good? They really are good. <laughs> I could do that. Oof. That's what Dak should be saying. I could do that, coach. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I've 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 watched stuff on the other side of it, though. All right, uh, Zay, let's get into the flex segment. There's a big, there's a lot of big basketball games coming up, but there's one we hope is coming up. Let's talk playoffs here. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Best of luck to all the area teams tonight trying to advance in the playoffs. Boys basketball, girls basketball as well. Uh, Westlake and San Marcos, the one we talked about yesterday, over at Bowie High School in Zay's neck of the woods. That is tonight at 7.30 if you want to go check it out. Now the game we're trying, the game we're hoping for, is may get set up tonight. Buta Johnson's taking on New Braunfels. They'll play at Hayes High School at seven o'clock, and at seven o'clock over at Layman High School, those Stony Point Tigers at thirty and one will take on Steele. If those two teams win, Stony Point and Buta Johnson, Zay, they will play in the third round. Oh, I can't wait for that. Woo, this is this has that feel of the Vandergriff Dripping Springs football game we won. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That, that's kinda, a great point. Kind of has that. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. You know, Steele and, you know, um, New Braunfels, both good teams. New Braunfels, New Braunfels especially. 29-5. and five. They beat that San Marcos team that's like top 15 in the state. Okay. That has Malik Presley, who Texas offered this season. Super athletic guy. I don't. I'm trying to go to one of those games tonight. Okay. The one at Bowie with San Marcus and Westlake. I think that'll be a really good one. Westlake, we saw what they did against Westwood. I see Coach Lucero got a better flip on the coin. They're not playing at San Marcus High. <laughs> 
or Texas State or something like that. They got uh, a nice neutral site. You're uh, you're playing at Texas State, yeah. and uh, you can only play with four guys. Yeah. That's the coin flip. Like, good grief. But, yeah, they're playing that buoy. That should be a good one. Great games tonight, but yeah. it's always going to be great games when you get to this part of the season. Good stuff. Yeah, best of luck to all those teams. We my, hope my, we hope Buda Johnson and Stony Point will play next week. And I'm crossing my fingers that if they do play, that I don't know, maybe it'll end up on KBVO. Hey and there. Zay can put on a suit and go talk about it. I'll be somewhere next week. I don't know yet yeah. due to the games tonight, and we'll see what happens, but we'll be somewhere next week. Absolutely, absolutely. One other quick flex note. There is a junior day at Texas State coming up on March 25th, so if that would matter to you or the badass junior football player in your life or on your team or in your locker room, you may want to check it out. Go to FLXATX on your social media. Flex retweeted uh, some things about that. So you can find out the information there, and there is a an email that you send your RSVP to, and uh, registration is that morning uh, from 9.30 to 10 a.m. So check it out. Texas State Junior Day coming up on also, March Shaq, 25th. shout out to the Pflugerville Panthers women's basketball team. Yes. They're still playing. Is that right? Yes. Pflugerville girls still in action in the playoffs. Uh, it is a uh, an exciting time if you're into high school basketball. Flex segment every day at one. 30. Again, at 2.05, we'll try to check in with Jeff Ketchum of orangebloods.com. Talk some Longhorn stuff there. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay is going to let us know. He's already shown me a picture today of C.D. Lamb with four people working on a tattoo. What's he got next? We're going to find out on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, I couldn't help it. The other day I watched that whole Whitney Houston documentary again. I watched the whole thing again. I can't help it. My prerogative. Bobby Brown. This was the peak right here. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. Oh, man. Yeah. No shirt and those baggy pants. Yeah. Nobody pulled it off quite like Bobby did. Yeah, he had like a full suit on, but no shirt under it. <laughs> <laughs> like the shoes were nice, everything. Oh, man. That, and it's an amazing documentary if you haven't seen. Whitney, Can I Be Me is the name of the documentary. And there's just a whole lot of truth and sadness in it. And I always forget how sad and how frustrating it is. Yeah. But there are elements in there where you just want to reach back in time and save her life because you feel like you could do it if one person or this person or that person would have spoken up, but it didn't happen. Yeah, they were wild. They were. They, they were wild together, and you're right. It is a sad story. you got to see both sides, though. Both sides have released their own documentaries and biopics mm-hmm. and stuff. So everybody just blames Bobby. Oh, I know. It's much more complex. It's than way that. more complex. <laughs> that is such a simple way to look like at that story. Like Bucky Gottball. You can't just blame he Bobby. Always blames Bobby. Oh, I know. That's the look. That is the easiest thing to do for a lot of reasons, and not the least of which is that she's awesome and beautiful. 
She was awesome, beautiful, and that talented, and he was known as a bad boy. Yeah. And so that's the easiest thing to do is go, the bad boy ruined the princess. Yeah, Kevin Costner has y'all shook. <laughs> that's the problem. He has uh, y'all shook and has y'all's mind all twisted, and you're right. She was just so popular, and those pipes were so amazing, she couldn't do no wrong. Yeah, there's some incredible moments they catch in that documentary, too. Even that even though that, that one, that last big tour she did, man, still just had that ability to, to hit some incredible notes. All right, so Bobby Brown, Pat Benatar, Quiet Riot, and Little River Band have been on the show today. A lot of stuff there. Jeff Ketchum of Orange Blood's coming up at 2.05. We'll ask him about the future of college football. I want to get his thoughts on Pac-12. Is it Pac-12? Can they survive? Does he think the Big 12 is going to suck up those four teams? Everybody's calling the corner teams, Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools. And then we'll get some Longhorn stuff from him as well. What stood out to him from CDC's comments this week uh, as kind of the state of the program, state of Texas stuff, basketball obviously getting ready for a big weekend as well. All right, uh, that's coming up at 2 right now. Let's go where we at in society and see what Zay wants to talk about. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. We were talking CD Lamb and tattoos at the beginning of the show. What are we hitting here? Let's stick with Russell Wilson. Okay. Because current cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, Tyreek Woodland, who had a hell of a rookie year this yes, season. He did. Yeah, he was great player. Really great player. I remember him and uh, Sauce Gardner talking after a game, just kind of praising each other and bigging each other up because they're both bigger cornerbacks in the league. So, yeah, if Sauce Gardner wasn't there, Woodland might have been defensive rookie of the year with the season that he had. But he went on a podcast, and he's talked about his first encounter with Russell Wilson. Take a listen. Okay. Did he seem like he was shook? Who was? Yeah. yeah. Um, like seeing him in person, it was pretty funny because, like, on TV and stuff, you see him like, like from college stuff. You like, okay, he looking shape on TV. But you see him in person, it's like weird. He like a sack of potatoes. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> right, he might be out of shape. Hey, yo, like, nah. he just might be out of shape. Yeah, because yeah, 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 so, I mean, nah, he, but the crazy thing, he athletic. Like, like, but but yeah. he he athletic and he a good player. But like, literally, when I seen he him, good. I'm like. Dang, I ain't know he was built like that. Yeah. And he was short. You know, I mean, I'm tall anyway, but I was like, damn, he that What's short. he like? Wow. <laughs> and it was like everybody kind of piled on. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, he may be out of shape. Sack of potatoes? Whoa. Sack of potatoes? Well, if I go that far, my goodness. You might as well say he got orangutan bitties. That is crazy. I forgot that Woolen was uh, UTSA. That's right. Forgot that's where he came from. Great story. Great story. Yeah, to become yeah. and to become that good that quickly. He is and one of my favorite one of my favorite kinds of football players. A six four corner. Yep. <laughs> Love that kind of freak on the defensive side. That's what they're looking for. That is weirdly you know weirdly cruel. Like why? Why would that be what a weird thing to say? You know, when you see him on TV, he looks like he's in good shape. Nah. Weird, weirdly pudgy. That's what I would say. Strangely round. Uh, it just, it just freaked me out, man. Yeah. Now I'm looking on Google Russell Wilson's body. Y'all need to relax and not try to clown me. This is work, guys. This is work. Work. It's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I don't consider him an out of shape guy at all. No. And plus, it's it- like a mixture of NFL in shape and just like kind of dad bod. Okay. But not in the not in the bad. Like you don't expect the quarterback to be just ripped 
No, you right. know, looking but, like DK Metcalf. But we don't need it to be like Leonard Fournette at Bucks camp what? last what? year. <laughs> Remember that? You, you've been killing Leonard Fournette. It just popped in last few it days. It just popped in my what head has both he days. Done? He helped y'all win a ring he for did. your Bucks. No, he did, and I love I love <laughs> Leonard. But you remember that story from last year, right? I do. Leonard showed up as a small SUV early on in that camp. Yeah, what, that made. And you know what? That should have been the day Tom went back to Giselle. Just saying, that should have been the day. Go beg her to come back, please. At that point, once Leonard shows up in that shape. Anyway, I'll, I'll try to get off Leonard Fournette. I'll try to leave him alone. That's funny. But, yeah, that is a weird thing to say about, about Russell Wilson. So Tom's out the league. Obviously, he was the best quarterback at staying in shape. Oh, yeah. Who would you consider all the NFL quarterbacks? Like, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes with his shirt off. I expect him to be a little doughy. Yeah, I don't know that it would be... I don't think he'd be ripped out there. I don't know that it would be Patrick. I'm going to give, despite recent stories and stuff, I'm going to assume, because of his age, Aaron Rodgers got to be in good shape. Yeah? I bet Aaron Rodgers keeps himself in some seriously good shape. Like Big Ben, he probably had a little gut. Big, yeah, I mean Big Ben. A little ben natural, had, little gut. Yeah. When, yeah, when you're talking about a guy like Big Ben or, or Cam Newton or one of those, yeah. some of the bigger framed See, guys, I don't know that I would have thought they would have been just totally shredded. See, Cam was still swolled up, though. Oh, he was muscular. Yeah, he was. He was. I don't, yeah, but he, he had more muscular than Ben was, certainly. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else would be. Rodgers, maybe. Y'all help us out in Specs text line. Yeah, yeah, who, who's that? who's that freaky... In shape, quarterback right now. What about what? Because it's not a position that you have to be just ripped. Like you're not training. Well, let's stay to on. Be the- ripped like that. You're not. You know, lifting weights and stuff. You're just kind of trying to maintain flexibility. Since we're talking about Russell, let's stay on the small side. What about Kyler Murray? Do you think Kyler Murray is like? Do you think he's taking care of himself on that uh, level? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he kind of has to. Right? Yeah, he has to. Otherwise, I it's- I've never seen him out there. No, I haven't really either. Interesting point. Um, One other quick thing before we hit this break, and I retweeted this earlier, but something people may want to kind of think about with this Russell Wilson story. I hadn't heard this yet, but there's a video right now out with Ryan Leaf on some kind of a podcast or talk show or whatever, and Ryan Leaf is talking about a guy that was an author – like a mental health coach named Trevor Moad, M-O-A-W-A-D. And he points out that Russell Wilson had a very close relationship with this man. They were He helped Russell a whole lot. He was all about positivity, not allowing negative thoughts to get in. And he had a whole like you know way of, of thinking and books that were out there and all that kind of stuff. This guy died in 2021. Uh, tragically, suddenly, from a tumor that he never let anybody know about. So right up until, I guess, I don't know exactly how close to the end, but friends found out about it right at the time he was dying, and Ryan Leaf knows this guy because he helped him when he got out of prison. So Ryan Leaf is kind of trying to lay this story out of this was Russell's first season after this man died. So it might have been important to him. And so it was right at the end of his time in Seattle in 2021 that this guy dies. So just kind of a story to keep in mind, a context part of it that I hadn't heard the story, but um, credit to Ryan Leaf yeah. for throwing it out there because that's a it gives you a little more of the human side. Yeah, of it. it puts some things in perspective. I mean, 
We know Michael Jordan retired due to his dad passing away. I'm not saying this is a dad, father, son situation, but people that are very important mm-hmm. in your life, them not being around anymore is going to affect your everyday living. Sure. Not, you know, everybody deals with things differently. Yeah. So for Russell Wilson to go out and to get all of this positive encouragement and having this guy have your back and be able to go and talk to him when you have adversity and whatnot, now that's not there anymore. And this was the most adversity he's ever faced in his career this season. Yeah, how much help could he have used? Right. And he didn't have that guy to fall back on. So that's that makes so much more sense yeah. now. You're putting on a new uniform. You're trying to get a whole new culture going. Your coach is like 13 years old, <laughs> you know, and, and freaks out during a, one of the first games and makes you look bad, and then yeah. you don't play well. So there's all kinds of stuff there. And interesting little side story there from uh, from Ryan Leaf. So the Denver Broncos will be a story people are watching in the NFL for multiple reasons. Sean Payton coming together with Russell Wilson, Vance Joseph with the defense, a former head coach that takes the D.C. job. There is talent on that side of the ball. There is some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Can Denver, and oh, by the way, you're competing in a division with Mahomes, Herbert, and whatever idea the Raiders come up with. But specifically those first two guys. That is a tough, it's a tough road either way. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do. Uh, I dig both those guys. I've rooted for both those guys before, and I really hope Russell can find a good version of himself. He doesn't need to go out like this. If you know that, if you're Sean Payton and you know what Ryan Leaf just said and you already got rid of Russell's quarterback guy, maybe we should go back and take a look. Mm, that's a good point. Because or, if that's a yeah. comfort thing for him, I get what happened last season happened. And, yeah, there's going to be somebody to blame no matter what. So the quarterback, coach, whatever, that's not allowed to come to the facilities, he's that. But sometimes you got to be careful. Sometimes those guys that hang around are positive, yeah. obviously. One of the main things you might want to do is talk to him about the Broncos. Do they have a psych, you know, a, psych- a team psychologist, a right. sports psychologist that they would recommend or double-check with Russell? Hey, dude, do you need to go see somebody? And, you know, just kind of go down that path. Yeah, that's a lot of trust you're giving to someone. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so the Russell Wilson story, one of the NFL stories uh, rolling around right now. Up next, your 2 o'clock hour at 2.30. We'll talk about why today matters. One of the GOATs, at least in my opinion, has a birthday coming over the weekend. Uh, Another one of the GOATs who they're about to make a movie about uh, has a birthday today. We'll get to those. Up next, it's Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. College football, some long. Longhorn stuff, Longhorn basketball, whatever else we can think of on the horn.